0: I want to talk to a specific person Mm -hmm. a a specific person who may be listening oh and i really hope i don't get emotional
1: it's okay girl Mm -hmm. we are all talking about embracing emotions and we're human like let's stop trying to act like we're not human and we don't have emotions because yeah girl but i got i got lashes on so well it's okay (laughs) you could reapply them (laughs) welcome back you guys to the you can sit with us podcast i'm britney and i'm Bridget. And you always have a seat at our table. table. So today, we're talking about something heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, we are actually recording this intro after we recorded the episode. So that's why our my cup is like empty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Right. And um, needs to be talked about. Because it is leading to a lot of tragedies in so many ways. Um, But before we get into the
0: topic... Let's talk about our favorite thing this week. Yay! Yes, let's keep it light. Uh, Well, not keep it light, but let's bring some light into it. Um, So, yeah, um, my favorite thing this week, which is a shared favorite thing, um, is we went to Animal Kingdom yesterday, last night. Um, And the reason why it's my favorite thing outside of going to Disney, but um, I got to spend the whole night uh, with my best friends. And, you know, as adults, it's hard to make time to spend together. You know, yeah, there's sure. the hustle and bustle of the, of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. parenthood and just responsibilities. It just makes it really hard to have that quality time together. Um, so it was really nice to go to Disney together and adventure out. And also with um, Sage, baby mm-hmm. Sage, you just saw four-legged Sage. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so that was my favorite part in that uh, my best friends got to experience my favorite ride. Um, of the park so that was was my favorite thing so going to animal kingdom
1: obviously seeing sage like her eyes just lighting up she was loving it but the what is it called pandora flight of passage ride it's the avatar ride omg like (laughs) it was breathtaking Mm -hmm. like literally it's so good it was a virtual reality ride but it felt so real and like it literally just transports you into the world of Pandora. Yeah. And like, it was just phenomenal. I mean, like, <laughs> she, literally, no literally, literally, like, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. The way that they make it real, like, the scents, the air blowing on you, yeah. the water, the movement of the ride, the too. visuals, like, I will say, I feel like, I don't know if my glasses weren't position well, I kind of could see like the 3D a little bit, oh, okay. which was annoying. Like I think that they could up the quality of that, but overall it was just so amazing and I feel like that's kind of how I envision heaven to be like, <laughs> like just luscious greenery and forestry and just yeah. wildlife flying everywhere and just the beautiful sounds of nature and like... Oh, my gosh. It was just phenomenal,
0: honestly. Yes. Like, it was so dope. Yes, I love that ride. And I was so happy that, um, I would, like, you guys got to experience it for yeah. the first time. I was so excited to see yeah. y'all, like, to hear y'all's thoughts at the end. Yeah, so, so she yeah. waited outside with Sage,
1: my mm-hmm. daughter, because mm-hmm. um, she'd been on it before. And Too me and Lizzie times. went on it together. Such a <laughs> selfless servant. But, um... It was it was amazing, too, because we had a fast pass,
0: and we only waited, like, mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And usually the wait for that line is, like, what? Like, two hours, yeah. give or take. And then that's also another great thing at the time that we went. Because mm-hmm. we did go, like, close to the closing of the yeah, park. Yeah, we went at, like, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was not crowded at all. The weather was great.
1: Yeah. And we stayed for the perfect amount of time. Because, like, after, like, two and a half hours, I'm like, all right, I'm ready mm-hmm. to go home. Yeah, they're <laughs> exhausting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we can be grannies, especially me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I loved it. That was... It was fun, our favorite thing. Yay. Yeah. So,
1: the topic for today is Have we normalized suffering in silence? And the inspiration from this episode really came from, first and foremost, just our own experiences and conversations we've had. Right. And then I have mentioned this podcast before, but the same room, I love their podcast. Yeah. And I just discovered them Me like too. maybe a month ago. And it's so funny, too, because the heart behind our podcast is very similar to theirs. So it's really cool. And um, just their conversations are so fruitful and life-giving. And they had a a podcast episode on that topic that popped up on my news feed this Mm -hmm. week. And I listened to it, and I was like, wow, it hit so deep. And I just felt such a strong urge, like, we need to talk about this Mm -hmm. um, because it's so
0: real. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, when you first uh, brought it up, because when we discussed, oh, what do we feel led to talk about? Um, and you said that, because when you first hear it, suffering in silence, sometimes it's like, okay, what could that mean? You know what I mean? Because I, I guess, you know, there there's a Christian point of view of it, but there's also like a worldly point of view of it, mm, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like we can touch uh, base on both of them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, however naturally. So what do you think are the, like, what is the worldly
1: way of suffering and silence and what is, like, the Christian version of that?
0: Okay, so I would say the worldly way is kind of like what they briefly mentioned in in their podcast, that, like, we put on a front, we put on a face, like, smiling, but deep down inside, we are, like, dying. You know what I mean? Like, like, it feels like death. Like, we're, like, um, we're going through a really, really hard time, but we have to put on a face to get through the day, sometimes, which sometimes I can I can see that you know what I mean, um, but it's it's a front, you know. And then, but we put that on because we feel like we have to, because um, the world won't understand our suffering, so we have to suffer in silence. We have to suffer behind the front, right? And then, in the Christian way, could be like, wait, but I'm I'm a Christian. I'm in Christ. Why am I suffering like this? I can't let even my Christian community know that I'm suffering like this because I'm in Christ. Mm, You know what I'm saying? mm, Like, mm. um, especially when you're in
1: ministry, like mm. when you're serving or you're in leadership. Yeah. I can tell you from experience, it becomes even heavier and just more of a struggle because you're like, okay, I can't, be, like, because there's a difference between being vulnerable and transparent. Right. So be transparent with the many, but vulnerable with the few. Right. And there's wisdom in that because not everyone needs to, deserves to, or should know right. your vulnerable, most deepest, like, struggles. Yeah. I think you should have, like, one, two, maybe three really... Trustworthy confidants in your life that Mm -hmm. you can go to who Mm -hmm. are going to speak life over you, meet you where you're at, not judge you and make you feel seen, but also like be there to support you and walk with you.
0: Right.
1: So, of course, there's wisdom in that, but it becomes difficult when, because like you also mentioned, how we feel like we have to put up a front, like we have to show up. Because in reality, we do to Mm -hmm. a certain extent, we can't uh let our emotions rule us to now where we can't work and things like that and this is with being sensitive to actual diagnosed depression or uh, disorders that are really debilitating I think when you're in a season like that I I have been in many um, it's difficult because you literally doing everyday life is so hard you cannot even do it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when you're in that in between where you're like I can still function but it's hard Mm -hmm. and I'm still like putting up a a front because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you can't You still got to get work done. Things have to get done. You still have to be a mom. You still have to clean the house. You still have to do things Mm -hmm. and show up for the relationships and the responsibilities in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But where do we draw the line between putting up a front and being fake and like a healthy way of being like, hey, this is where I'm at. And I'm letting you know, one, to normalize it. Because really that's what normalizing looks like. It's like owning First and foremost, realizing when you're at, being honest with yourself, being honest with God, and then sharing that with people. Yeah. Like, I have. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, just so you guys know, like, I'm grieving right now. Like, I'm not okay. I'm not Mm -hmm. my normal self. My Mm -hmm. mindset is not, like, at its healthiest. So, just keep that in mind whenever we're having conversations or you see me react to anything. Like, it's coming from that place. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was thinking of, I heard it before, where sometimes... I think you need to pray more for the one that's, like, smiling and looks okay. Yes. You know, because they may just be putting up that front Mm -hmm. to get through, or that's just how they know how to process it, Mm -hmm. whichever the reason may be. Um, And when you ask someone, like, hey, how are you, be intentional about that because they may just tell you. And honestly, be prepared to be there for that person because they may seem okay, and to a certain extent they might be because they have to. Yeah. They kinda they, they feel like they have right. to. And like, I know there's a
1: time and a place for everything. Right. It comes back to like right. who are you gonna be vulnerable with. Right. So you may ask someone, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. they might not give you a real, real answer. Right. And I think you have to gauge like, okay, mm-hmm. push it or don't push it. Like mm-hmm. depending on the relationship and where the spirit is leading you in mm-hmm. that moment. Um, but if they do open up, I think we're so quick to be like, Oh yeah mental health, let's be there for people until someone's actually going through something. Mm -hmm. And they're actually like, hey, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, no, that's a burden or that's inconvenience Mm -hmm.
0: or I'm a mess myself. I can't be there for someone else. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, and and you know it could definitely we know how real that may feel because sometimes somebody else's like if they may con- confess to you or may uh pour out to you what they're feeling it can feel extra it can feel heavy, but um the Lord does tell us to bore one each other or bear one each other's um, burdens mm-hmm. burdens you know that does not mean to carry them right you know what I mean that exactly. that does not yeah. mean that you have to carry and them. and there's a difference yes exactly so like cause I feel I know I'm very susceptible a lot because I believe I'm I'm an empath Like I, it's very easy for me to feel empathetic and compassionate. And, um, I'm, this is also something I'm learning. Um, and I feel like I am at a good place right now, um, where I used to really like, like hold it and, 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 and wear it, you know, but because of my relationship with the Lord and I know that, um, he is capable of holding and I can leave it at his feet, but that does not mean that I don't, I have to take away any compassion for that person or, um, be there present for that person or sometimes even ask yeah. them how can I be here for you do you want me to just just listen to you just you know yes. do you want to that, to that you know? part
1: that is so valuable yeah I learned that like two years ago I don't know a few years ago because mm-hmm. like it was like a viral post okay with moms so there's oh, okay. a lot of mom accounts that I follow and it's like how to truly support a mom who's postpartum. Mm-hmm. And I will say you do so good at that. Like, hey, yeah. what do you need from me right now? And it's something I've adopted in my relationships, and it makes a world of difference. Because if you ask someone that, and they've never been asked that before, it's mm. also teaching them, that, like, hey, they need to also realize what they even need. Right. Because often when we're in a rough place Mm -hmm. sometimes it becomes so much that our brains become mush and we're just like i don't even know how i'm feeling or what i need and that's a really scary place to be in Mm -hmm. so like you got to start like picking at it Mm -hmm. little by little Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when you were sharing about bearing each other's burdens Mm -hmm. um you know my mind works in like visuals and pictures i'm like picturing what does that actually look like Mm -hmm. and so a few things came to mind is one when jesus was carrying the cross Mm -hmm. To Calvary, right? To Mm -hmm. be crucified. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget his name. Was it Barnabas? Do you remember? The one who carried the cross with
0: him? No, I don't think... I don't know. No. It was like... I'm thinking about the Passion of the Well, yeah. Peter... Oh, yeah, yeah, I think the Passion of the Christ, I think it was just a standby. It was another
1: Simon. Yes, I believe so. Okay, Okay, so when Jesus... Simon Simon the what? Of Serene. Of Serene? Okay. Okay. So when Jesus was carrying the cross to Calvary to be mm-hmm, crucified. Mm-hmm. there was a guy named Simon the Serene and he carried the cross with him. and so I picture that like us carrying so for example, if I'm the one who's struggling right now, I'm going through, it, I'm trying to carry this cross, but I'm beaten down, broken bruised, battered like can barely carry it like I'm falling in in the ground like onto the ground, a whole mess right mm-hmm. and you see me and you say, hey, I don't have I'm not carrying anything right now. I have strength that you don't have. Let me Ooh. help you pick this up and let's carry it together. Girl,
0: you about to make me emotional.
1: But like the way that we do that is not by saying, "Hey, You have all this pain, so in order for me to prove to you that I love you, let me take that pain from you and internalize it myself. That's where us who become people pleasers or who are people pleasers and Mm -hmm. have those trauma responses, we're like, oh, let me take that pain from you and let me internalize it because then that means you're freed. But really, in reality, now y'all both imprisoned by it. (laughs) So what we really ought to do is notice it in someone, say, hey. Yep. Realize that we have a strength that they don't have right now, that we can speak life into them and help them carry that. And really, in helping them carry that, what we're helping them do is let's bring this to the cross together, you know, and let's leave it at the feet of
0: Jesus. And how
1: we do that practically is by speaking scripture over them, but also having the discernment to know when you shouldn't speak scripture over someone. Oh my gosh,
0: I was just gonna say (laughs) that. Because
1: a hurting person, especially a hurting Christian, really doesn't want to hear scripture sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, th- you need to meet them where they're at mm-hmm. and just be like, yo, like, I hear you. I see you. Like, I'm so sorry that you're yeah. hurting right now, but, yeah. like,
0: you're not alone. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. keep it simple yeah. and just let them know that they're not alone.
0: Yeah, I... oof, girl, you literally, like, read my mind because um, I think about, like, yeah, like, our emotions can be so powerful in that moment that, yes, we know scripture is true um, and we don't doubt that right but at that moment all we want is just comfort and sometimes just hearing scripture can feel like um like it's shoving down our throats like you shouldn't be feeling this way you shouldn't think because remember this sometimes it can feel that way sometimes when we're in the midst of it yeah. it can feel like i know this i know i know right. this but can i be human yeah you know what i'm saying like can can i feel what Oof. i feel and you it know? always brings
1: me back to jesus in the garden of gethsemane like that is what i have learned so much in this season like Jesus was fully God, but he was fully man as well. So he felt the things and he didn't downplay either one of those, you know, he fully embraced both of his, his duality, Mm -hmm. you know? And so us as Christians, you know, we're not God, but we have the spirit of the living God living in us. Mm -hmm. So when we're going through a rough patch, sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're like, oh, I know better. But that's where humanity comes in, and the fact that like we still live in a fallen world, and if we were perfect and we never hurt, why would we need God? So it's really just a reminder of our dependence on Him. Yep. And he, he like he, he, he did both. You mm-hmm. know, it's the tension between the two. Mm-hmm. Like he was like you know, Father, take this cup from me. Like, yeah. like he did not want to suffer that right. way, and he still did it. Right. So, like, right. it's both and. And that's right. a sound that we always use in Christian culture, but it's so powerful when you mm-hmm. really think about the roots of it and, like, how Jesus exemplified that in his yeah. life, his ministry, yeah. his um, just his words. Yeah. It's so powerful. So
0: my question, I have a question. Um, With that knowledge, when we are in the midst of it, yeah what would you say is maybe like something we can meditate on with that knowledge like in the midst so like i hope i'm questioning mm-hmm. this uh wording this well so like i'm i'm in i'm in the the trenches right mm-hmm. and then i have this knowledge where can where do you think we can find comfort like meditate that god also knows how we're feeling so like oh man how do i word this do you know what um. do you know what i'm trying to say
1: not completely. So are you trying to say that if you're in the trenches mm-hmm. what do you hold on to to bring you comfort that God is on still that near? truth?
0: Like on that truth. Like we know that what that truth? that uh Jesus was fully man, oh, fully, okay, okay. fully God and he embraced both aspects. Like when we're in the trenches yeah. like how do you feel like we can meditate on that truth in the trenches where it doesn't feel like oh I can't I can't be human because mm-hmm. I know. You you get what I'm you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think
1: I don't know if this is a healthy answer, but this is what I do. Okay. I I kind of retreat in a sense. Okay. Like I Turn off my receptors, if that makes any sense. So I've taken a lot less content. Okay. I talk to a lot less people. I only allow certain people to speak into my life. Amen. But I, like, really just talk to God. Okay. Because in an unhealthy way, I kind of, like, get super protective of my relationship with God. Because as I'm going through that, related to our topic of the last episode of Whose Voice Is That?, I automatically hear Christians in my ear, like, oh, like, um, just, oh, you you can't talk to God like that. You can't show up like that. But God never said that. Mm -hmm. Like, God obviously have a reverence for the Lord, but our humanity sometimes, like, that reverence looks different. Like, me a few years ago talking to God was probably, like, way more ratchet than it is now. And that's okay. Like, that's where I was at. Now... It's like it's like you're always going to be navigating that too because as you grow in your right. relationship with the Lord, like That's your conversations point. and stuff looks different because mm-hmm. you become a different person. Like right. I don't talk the way I talked right. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely I cuss a lot less. Like mm-hmm. I barely ever cuss anymore. Mm-hmm. I just think differently so naturally it looks different, but the importance is like who I am with God in secret. Mm-hmm. Like that's what matters the most. Yeah. So we have to like put off those voices of or expectations of how we're supposed to show up that's with so God good. and just be raw and real with him because until we're real about where we're at, he can't
0: heal anything. That's so good that you mentioned that today at church, at prayer service, the word was about retreating. The word, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was like, oh my gosh. What? That's so okay. funny. The word was about um stepping away and she, she talked about um how Jesus did it, you know, how – I believe he did it daily, how he, he stepped away to spend quality time with the Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's so good that you mentioned that, that is necessary to retreat. And, you know, also you mentioned it earlier to communicate, hey, I'm not okay right now. Yeah. And I think that allows – that gives the space to – for you to retreat without feeling any kind of guilt for yeah. retreating you get and i will tell
1: you guilt tries to seep in because mm. it's important like with the topic of whose voice is that identifying the outside voices but there's a lot of voices in me that are like oh you should be getting in the word more mm-hmm. especially when i'm in those seasons where it's like oh i should be getting in the word now more than ever but to be honest like and i will be honest with god about it i'm like god like I'm mad at you right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even want to get in your word. I don't want to hear it. I just want to have a conversation with you. I don't want anything else just besides, like, letting it out, Mm -hmm. you know? Because until I let out the yuck... I can't be filled or poured back into by him or anybody. Mm, you know what I mean? That's so, so like good. there's a difference between output and input. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'm when you're in the trenches, I feel like you're in a season where you're processing. Right. And if you don't process, that yuck gets stuck mm-hmm. and it doesn't go anywhere. And now you're just gonna be piling things up on top of it mm-hmm. and it just becomes too much and then you burst. Yeah. So at least for me, when I'm in those seasons, that's why I retreat. I take in a lot less content. There may be one podcast or uh, pastor that I listen to, if that, Mm -hmm. in that season, which for me is a little because usually I'm huge on, like, binging content. As a content creator, Mm -hmm. as a business owner, I'm constantly Mm -hmm. having to learn new trends and just... What are people talking about right now? How are they talking about it? But in those seasons, I shut that all out. And I'm like, okay, I just need to be real with God. I need to do the bare minimum, make sure that the foundations are
0: taken care of. Wow. You know, I'm just amazed at how all of this like aligns. Um, because as I mentioned last week, the book that I'm reading called Essentialism, and it's essential to step away and be with God, to shut out all of the noise, yeah. all of the voices. And in a way... You're suffering in silence, but with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a difference, too. So,
1: it is important not to just suffer in silence with God. mm -hmm. Pastor JJ always says this. She's like, you need to have at least one person you're real with. Mm -hmm. And that person, for me, is you. And if I didn't have you, like when I was overseas, I think the reason why I wasn't growing in my relationship with God was because all I had was God. Okay, I didn't have anybody mm-hmm. that I could really be like, I'm going through this right yeah. now. So sometimes when you can't process things, you don't even know what you're going through. Yeah. And so That's like, true. how can you get freed from something that you can't diagnose? That's the same so thing, real. I always make this analogy with grief and i guess that's very relevant to this topic is if you go to the doctors and you have a really bad stomach pain Mm -hmm. until that doctor asks you questions and diagnoses what the issue is he can't prescribe you the Mm -hmm. right medication Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's the same thing with emotional mental health and pain like until you identify what it is you can't go down the line of, right. okay, pray this away. Like, right. is this something spiritual? Right. Is this something, like, that you can talk to your therapist about? Is this something you could talk to friends about? Like, you don't – you can't prescribe a solution until you know what the problem is. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I think that's crucial.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. I, It has brought a lot of freedom mm-hmm. um, when you shift your mindset like that, you yeah. know? Um, when we look for the specifics because – um, then you can pray specifically. Right. You know what I mean? Um yeah, yeah, I think that's that's super helpful. And I feel like the reason why we've
1: normalized suffering in silence, mm-hmm. I really think the root of that problem is because we have not normalized suffering. Wow. Especially as one, I feel like the world mm-hmm. is starting to normalize suffering. Mm-hmm. But as the church, mm. like we should have been doing this. Mm-hmm. And there's always like one or two extremes. Yeah. There's the Christian camps and denominations who over normalized suffering where it's like woe is me like I'm such a heathen mm. like who is God that he would think of a person like me which amen mm-hmm. like amen mm-hmm. the song that we love Who You Say I Am is yeah, like yeah. <laughs> who am I that the highest king would welcome me <laughs> right absolutely we should come to God with that mm-hmm. reverence because and... it keeps
0: a humility in our hearts right. you know what I mean but there's
1: a her- a healthy amount of humility and then there's a like, a plea for, like, yeah, just attention, in a sense. Yeah, like or a, f- a
0: false sense of yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's just, like,
1: suffering, suffering, suffering. We're only supposed to suffer. Yeah. I don't believe that yeah. God, like, Jesus died and suffered for us so that we would just suffer always and only. Yeah. Like, we have, if the fruits of the Spirit are peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, like, humility, we have access to those yeah. things. He wants us to yeah. live an abundant life yeah. full of the, those fruits. Yeah. But not without suffering. Right. But in the midst of the suffering, like, Mm -hmm. while we're suffering, we can still have those things. That's the real gospel. That's the real, like, message Mm -hmm. of, like, what life with God is like, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And until we normalize that it's okay to suffer, we see suffering all throughout scripture. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: I think once we start normalizing that and I say so much as a church because now I'm in ministry full time and I'm like the way that I just see people come with like a facade or the, the uh, total opposite people who Mm -hmm. are coming broken. And they're like, they're like, no one wants to talk to me. No one wants to do life with me. Mm -hmm. Like I understand and have a different heart now for people with church hurt because it's like, dang, like we, we talk a lot of talk, but are we really walking it out? You know? Um, so, oof, don't get me fired up. But <laughs> with that, like, going back to the first topic we talked about where we need to show up to a certain extent. We yeah. have to pull pull ourselves together or otherwise we'll never survive because we need to make money to survive. It means we need to work to yeah. make that money to mm-hmm. survive. Mm-hmm. And it's about having discernment and knowing when to, like, speak your ground and, yeah. like, stand your ground. Like, I'm having a rough day. I need to call out of work. Yeah. Whether your boss hates it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you can't show up to a certain commitment that you made a commitment to. Yeah. Being like, I I just can't right now. And owning that. The importance of having structure and plans and systems and strategies. I think that in and of itself is holy. I think it's worship. Yeah. I think that's us being good stewards of what God has given us. But not being such a stickler that we don't allow life or god really to interrupt
0: right exactly i think it's it's, that's where yeah that's where really god moves the most to in the interruptions yeah yeah like it's a beautiful blend it's a beautiful balance of martha and uh mary i
1: mean literally if i'm not mistaken that story god jesus was like on his way somewhere and someone came running up to him because i'm pretty sure it's when Lazarus, their brother, mm-hmm. died, mm-hmm. and he didn't say, "Oh no, like I'm on a mission, I got somewhere to be." Right. He allowed the interruption to to interrupt him, mm-hmm. and he went and sat with them. And what did he do? He wept. Mm-hmm. The shortest verse in the Bible: Jesus wept. He mm-hmm. sat there mm-hmm. and he mourned the loss of his friend mm-hmm. and the the pain of his friends who were also going through that. And and then he continued on. Yeah. And brought him back to life. You yeah. know, so like. Oh, my gosh. Like, wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Like, that's the whole word (laughs) right there.
0: That actually, and I hope I'm not interrupting, but uh, brings me (laughs) to. Interrupt, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Hold on. Um, So, like, I want to talk to a specific person, Mm -hmm. a a specific person who may be listening. Oh, and I really hope I don't get emotional.
1: It's okay, girl. Mm. We are all talking about embracing emotions and we're human. Like, let's stop trying to act like we're not human and we don't have emotions because Yeah, girl, but I got, I got
0: lashes on, so. Oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> you can re- reapply them. <laughs> but I want to talk to... I want to talk to the person out there that might be going through depression. And that is a Christian. Oof, yeah.
1: Ooh.
0: You'll make me cry. Because Saint... You're not alone, we've been there, and it's hard. And some of our thoughts can be scary. But I want to affirm you and encourage you that your life matters, you have a purpose, you are here for a reason, you are not a mistake. Anything, anything that you are going through is not worth taking your life, is not worth yeah, it's not giving worth up life. on it's not like the th-
1: future that God has for you because exactly. there's so much more. I know, like when you're in that season, it feels like you literally can't see the light. Mm-hmm. But if you look back on your life, how many bad seasons did you get through? Ooh, exactly. Like, why would you think that this would you wouldn't be able to get through this one? Mm-hmm. You know, there's your best days, some of your best memories, literally haven't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. And that's something I always always hold on to. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought this up because this is. Clearly, it hits us both in the Ooh. in the Home. in the gut. oh yeah. Um, because there is this false notion that once you get saved, you just not gonna suffer no right. more. Oh my gosh! And I can't tell you how untrue. Yeah, that is like, and not even there is the aspect of the church making us feel like that, or seeing people who on Instagram who have this perfect polished life that's a whole nother topic, but you got to remember that you're only seeing the highlight reels. Mm-hmm. Even the people who show and are vulnerable with the, the challenges, you're still only getting a filtered version of that. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the raw in the moment. Like this is what's really going on or seeing what's going on inside of them. But often we can falsely yeah. believe that because now we're saved, like, Oh, I don't have to suffer anymore. I don't mm-hmm. have to struggle with this thing anymore. Okay. And can God deliver us for a lifetime from something? Absolutely. I'm a living, walking testimony of that. If you mm-hmm. know my testimony, right. the day I got saved, I was literally contemplating taking my own life. And God legitimately said, put down the phone as I was calling a suicide hotline. Yeah. And he called me and was like, <laughs> child, like I'm going to carry you from now on. And I didn't struggle with those thoughts for years. And then postpartum hit. Yeah. Yeah and they came back in and it threw me into such a depression because i was like god like where are you like did you just like leave me am i not saved mm-hmm, anymore mm-hmm. because i thought i was freed from this mm-hmm. like what is wrong with me mm-hmm. what did i do wrong or you know and so it came from this deep belief that i was never going to struggle with that thing again and it's hard because it's this tension that we live in as christians knowing and believing that god is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask think or imagine because he is exactly but what happens when he doesn't deliver on the thing that we asked for Mm -hmm. you know like that's where we really have to hold on to that i believe that he can but even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. I still believe in him.
0: Absolutely. If
1: Even if he doesn't do this thing for me, I know that he's still capable of doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And I know he's still going to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. And in that, that's where I can find peace. Because I'm not having faith in the circumstances or the answer to my prayers, but who answers my Ooh, prayers. Oh, girl, you know? amen.
0: Exactly. And like that's exactly what I was just about to say. that Because um, I've been in a depression before Christ, and I can admit that I've hit depression in Christ. Me too, girl. And the biggest difference, and I believe I've said this before, is before Christ, I didn't have hope. And you just articulated it so well of the hope we have in Jesus in the midst of the hardest times of our life, even in in the Lord. And it relieves so much shame and guilt for feeling that because I will say that I'm like, the thoughts that came to my mind was, but Lord, like, I have you now why am I still feeling th- like this pain feels familiar. this struggle feels familiar, yeah. but I also um, I might not understand it right now, but I do know that there is light at the end of the tunnel because I know you now. I know yeah. who you are now you know and and I trust in your promises. I trust in your character. you know back then I didn't know who you were so I did feel even more lost. but what's keeping me, putting one foot in front of the other is because I know who my God is. Yeah. And that, and I saw you then, and I didn't seek you then. But I see you even more now, and because I, I know who you are now, I can rest on your truths and your yeah. promises. Because right now, like, the, the feeling of depression can feel so consuming and overwhelming yeah. that back then I didn't know what to hold on to. But now I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: I love that because... I think when we go through seasons like that and we realize, we feel that like God has like left us or feels far mm-hmm. from us, really what that reveals is that we had a false sense of what life as a Christian on this side of eternity looks like. And mm-hmm. for me, speaking personally, it always is revealed to me that <laughs> I thought for some reason, and I didn't realize this, it wasn't a conscious thought or belief, but. The fact that I grieve over certain things reminds me or reveals to me that I thought somehow I was going to be living in heaven. But we have such a hope that when we enter into the new heaven and the new earth, like there will be no more sadness. There will be no more pain, no more sin, no more disease, no more sickness, no more tears. And that is something I hold on so deeply to. It's a psalm. We'll put it below in Mm -hmm. the um lower third Mm -hmm. (laughs) not my designer (laughs) my designer Mm -hmm. legal coming out um but that's just such a truth that i hold on to so much that literally so to answer your question earlier what do i hold on to that's what i hold on to that in the midst of the pain like literally those seasons look disgusting sometimes like are, they're just so hard, like, and every day is just, like, a struggle to survive that day. Yep. But I'd remind myself that one day, there's not going to be any more people. He'll pain. wipe every tear
0: from there. It'll
1: all make sense one day. Mm-hmm. And also, like, those people who hurt me they'll pay for it one way or another and like and not in a way that like I would want done right. because god they're still his children yeah. you know and but it'll all like somehow because he's god mm-hmm. i could never figure out how it could all work together for mm-hmm. good but he can mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i hold on to that so deeply yeah and it keeps me going it keeps the endurance yeah for rather sure. than giving up and saying you know what i'm going to take this into my own hands that i'm just going to quit or even just quit on life like mm-hmm. legitimately mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going because the Hebrews verse has been like such a powerful verse for me in this season where it says let us uh so something along the lines of as we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses let's uh, let, uh, let us throw off the sin so that so easily uh ensnares us or hinders us okay. and um essentially like uh finish Run with endurance the race set before us for the one who endured the cross. Mm -hmm. You know, essentially, like, Jesus endured to the end for us to be free. Wow. And... To have a life after this life with him, Mm -hmm. without pain. Mm -hmm. You know, a life that's truly what we all really desire. Mm -hmm. But we can also have a taste of that now because he's given us like a deposit of that. By giving us his Holy Spirit, who we can experience joy, love, true love, true joy, true peace Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. Even in the midst of the pain and even when we don't feel those things, we know that one day we will again. On this side of eternity and forevermore when we are in eternity mm-hmm, with him.
0: Mm-hmm. I also think, um, when we are in the suffering and cause very naturally we want to take matters into our own hands, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but when we remember, um, everything you just said, it helps that the one that hurt you is also his child. That has helped me so much with forgiveness. When someone who I am so mad at is like, how could you do this? I didn't expect this. Um, but you are, a, a image bearer of the Lord too. And he forgave me. So I know he forgave you. I should as well. I mean, he does say, he does tell us to forgive seven times 70. Yeah. And it's not, so. he wasn't, he didn't say that so we can keep count. It's so we can lose count mm. of how much Think we need to good. forgive, you know? Yeah. And it helps with the suffering because then that, that in itself, unforgiveness weighs extremely heavy. Yeah, that sure
1: does. So,
0: when we hold on to unforgiveness through our suffering, we only prolong in our suffering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think one of the practical things that we can do when we're suffering, um, in our time with the Lord, um, is ask, ask him to help you forgive that person. You know what I mean? Remember that you are forgiven. Yeah. Um, he removed, um, your transgressions as far as the East is from the West, mm-hmm. you know, so you are forgiven. He found you worthy of forgiveness. So, um, Ask him to help you forgive that person yeah. too. You and know I, I wanna mean?
1: dive deeper into that, that forgiveness is a choice, mm. not a feeling. Mm. So choices lead, Talk feelings follow. It. So you choose to forgive someone. Amen. You have to first and what what I say, what I mean when I say that is you have to wake up and say, God, I know that I have been forgiven. I'm not perfect. I've caused pain, probably worse than this person has caused me right now, to someone else. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to choose to forgive them because you have chosen to forgive me mm-hmm. when I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And you may not actually feel the release from your heart, but when you consistently make that choice, and that's the hard part. That's where you have to do the work to say, I choose to forgive them and choose to act based off of that,
0: Amen. not
1: to not throw the pain back at them, mm-hmm. but choose to release them. That is where God begins to work. And eventually- yes. You won't have to make that conscious choice because it'll just be a natural yeah. heart change. Like mm-hmm. you will actually feel the complete release. Yep. And sometimes it's not linear either. Sometimes it might come back. Talk about and in it. In that moment, you have to make sure to catch it and choose again to mm-hmm. forgive them and release them to
0: the Lord. Amen. Amen. No, that's so, so good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this was a hefty one. <laughs> yeah, but it was honestly a, a soulful yeah. filling. Soulful filling. <laughs> uh <laughs> you're so cheesy. <laughs> but um I don't know about you girl, but I feel lighter even just just Slow talking bit. about it. Bit. Um and I pray that whoever is listening, yeah. you hear our hearts. You hear our hearts when we talk about this and know that we are in there we, we, we walk this walk too and yeah. we know how Hard it can be, mm. but that's why we're here. Yeah. We're here to walk it with you, um, to let you know, to bring to light that um, you're not alone. Right. You know, in the so. suffering, you're not alone, so you don't have to suffer in the silence. Yeah. You know, there is a time and a place, absolutely, and we emphasize to step away and spend time with God, but you don't have to suffer alone. You have a community, Mm -hmm. um, a local community within us. And then also we pray that you have one with your church or with your family, with a best friend, with a friend, with your spouse. Um, but hear us when we say you don't have to suffer alone. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are suffering, communicate to the the few that you trust, yeah. you know, that you're not okay so they can keep you in prayer. Right. Uh, but don't feel that um, strong looks like, you know, faking crying. It. Yeah, like faking it. Yeah. Strong doesn't look that way. I think with way. a
1: lot of us, sorry, there's a fly in here. <laughs> a lot of us, I think in our families and our cultures and in just the way we were raised, mental health was so taboo to talk Oof. about. Like it was so not acknowledged, but now our generation is acknowledging a lot more But now we need to, like, just make it a normal thing where we're like, yo, like, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. I can't be on right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to just retreat and just be, like, I'm in a season where I'm not okay. I'm going to get out of this. But let me be. Let me be where I'm at. Like, Mm -hmm. stop trying to fix me. Stop trying to fix this. Like, God is already, I'm working with him. And I don't want to fake fix it. I want it to really be fixed. So I pray that you guys will be real with where you're at with yourself first well, with God and yourself and then with someone, a trusted person, and own it, but don't get stuck there. Like allow that to propel you towards healing, you know, seek mental health, like a professional mental health yeah. help, whether it's a Jesus counselor, psychiatrist. Yeah, literally my <laughs> motto, Jesus and therapy. Yes, I'm telling ma'am. you, like God uses counselors and therapists yeah. so much, especially biblical ones. Mm-hmm. Um so much to help us embrace our humanity and our sainthood. Yeah. Our so.
0: faith in him. Amen. <sighs> so. We love
1: you guys. Yeah. Um, don't forget to pray? like, subscribe, comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Join the family. Yes. <laughs> we would love to have you as a part of Official Family. Mm-hmm. We
0: upload every single Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we don't want you to miss out on any of that. So, hit the notification bell so you can know exactly when we upload. Yes. And follow us on all platforms, uh, IG and Facebook. Well, IG. (laughs) Instagram. I will leave everything in the description below so you can find us and be our friends. (laughs) Pull up a chair. (laughs) All right. Let's pray. So, let's pray. Woo. Oh, Holy Spirit, you did a work today. Yes, you did. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for we just never get tired of thanking you, Lord, for bringing us every single time together Describe. to be vulnerable like this, to talk to one another, um, to be gathered together, Lord God, in your name and in your presence, Lord, to pour it all out. Pour it, pour it all out at your feet, Lord God. Lord, I pray that um, whoever is listening, that... They heard you through our voices lord that they are encouraged and feel loved and seen and heard that they don't have to suffer by themselves they don't have to go through any trials or adversity alone lord god that we have a loving an almighty loving powerful comforting refuge like you jesus christ that remind us and remember when we are in the midst of hardships and depression and anxiety you name it that you are there with us that you felt it all you understand us more than we can even fathom lord god Lord, and we thank you. We have a spirit and a and a heart of gratitude, Lord God, that we have a God that cares. Lord, that we never forget that we have a God that cares, Lord God. And when we do forget, may you bring us back. Bring us back to, to your arms, to your comfort, Lord God. You are our good shepherd. You are our refuge. You are our protector, Lord. And we just love you for who you are more than what you can do for us, Lord God. Lord, I pray for comfort for, the, for our listeners, Lord God, for ourselves, Lord God. I pray for your heavenly comfort for lord jesus i pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding for you are the prince of peace lord god that we have a king on our side lord jesus that we can feel confident when we walk through the trials and tribulations lord god because we know it builds endurance and that you are working all things out in the unseen lord god we don't rely on the scene that our faith doesn't rely on the scene because we know that our god works wonder and still works miracles lord jesus even when we don't see it lord god lord i pray for for your anointing over our listeners Lord god anointing over um our platform our podcast lord and uh we love you lord jesus and we pray that all this in your mighty and holy name Amen. amen